I'm Jake. And I'm John. And this is Canine Critique. Welcome back to Canine Critique. I'm Jake. I'm John. And this is Canine Critique. <laughs> Cue the intro again. <laughs> Just kidding. No, stop. Stop the intro. Oh gosh, that was close. Well, you almost put it in. Yeah, it was. It you almost, almost stopped it. You almost put it in twice. Yeah, that would have been so awkward. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or funny. Or if you put it in right now. No, no, stop saying that, John. It's going to get wrecked if you keep saying that. Okay, whatever. What's uh, up? How's your week? My week was good. How was your week? It was long. Yeah. I mean, I had a good week. I, of course. I mean, I don't want to brag. But I went to Disneyland this week. You went where? I went to Disneyland. Oh. I, yeah. It was, it's like the third time in the podcast. Maybe I go too much, but I have a pass. So I like to go to Disneyland. That's I like cool. to eat food there. You like to drive all those long miles? I didn't drive this time. You I drove and I played uh, Civ 6 on my Switch the whole way. Cool. Um, I what bought, civilization were you when you did it? I randomized and I was Britain. Cool. So I actually like being Britain because they have the dockyard and the red coats. You just mow people over if you get the red coats early enough. Wow. Dude, they're so good. I was telling I was talking about I was telling my brother I was when I was playing it. I was like, yeah, I just got the red coat, so I'm just getting rid of everybody. And he's like, very much like they did in history. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I thought it was a good time. That's pretty cool. Yeah, dude. But yeah, more on that later. I'll when, probably talk about it. Okay. What again. did you do at Disneyland? Oh, I guess later becomes now. Welcome to Star Wars segment with Jake. Okay. I'm going to talk about Star Wars stuff because I could talk about Disneyland. I could have a whole podcast about Disneyland. Why don't you? You know what? I should. Drop me some barks on names for my podcast about Disney and Star Wars. And Disney crap. fan. Disney Fland. Flanders. Ned Flanders. It's the Simpsons. The Simpsons animated short before Onward. Yeah. I saw Onward. Yeah, you did? And you saw it as well. I also saw Onward. You liked it more than I did. Hot dog. Yeah. I think it's a hot dog as well. There's no dogs. There's a dragon that is a dog. Yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And my spoiler-free review will be, I like that it didn't go the way I wanted it to. I, I, I like that it didn't go the way I expected it to. Okay, spoilers. From here on, <laughs> what are you referring to? I'm talking about the end. See, I felt like the idea of it was touching, but it didn't feel earned to me. Huh. Because that that only came about, that rip in the story only came about not even 20 minutes before that happened. Yeah, but when you think about it, not really though. But it, it we didn't know about it. I think this movie would have been like better. Like the rip being? That he, he never got to say goodbye to his dad, his uh, brother. Oh. Are we talking about that? That's a twist or that they ended up back at the school. You know what? I don't understand the one kid, Tom Holland. I don't think he's a good voice actor in this. Actually, uh, Ian, Ian, I don't understand when they get there. He's like, you're so stupid. I shouldn't have followed you. I'm like, did you not see like the 18 statues of wizards when you like went through? Like, what do you obviously this isn't exactly how it was supposed to go, yeah. but you have no reason to shame your brother. I don't know. I mean, I guess here's the thing. It was fun. Okay, I didn't think it, it was. It is fun for kids. You're a kid, Jake. No, I'm just kidding. That's fine. You're a kid at heart. And I'm just a cynical loser. No, it's competently made. I just found myself sitting there like when I sit through a musical and I kind of just wanted to be over. Does oh. that make sense? It's not bad, though. That's I just wanted I just wanted more from it. What What would you have changed? The plot's really simple, kind of. Yeah, but not as simple as like cartoons used to be i just i don't know i just was kind of like okay i kind of saw that and then when things happened that i didn't see coming i was like that wasn't that interesting to me i don't know huh maybe it's just maybe these just aren't for me anymore i like that the the effect that they had on the world was one-on-one -on -one. because sometimes in these shows something changes like i have magic again and all of a sudden the whole world changes around them this one was like oh the pixies can fly 
like when does the whole world change like what what's that's an what example? i'm saying it didn't but what is an what is another example of when I mean, that happens? an example of like the entire it feels like the whole world changes like in wreck it ralph they start hanging out at the end of it all of the arcades cross together it feels like the whole dynamic has completely shifted didn't they do that weren't they all hanging out in the beginning oh no they mostly just stay to their own yeah i don't know see like wreck it ralph 2 was the beginning of i went and saw an animated movie and i was like mm, that just didn't hit the spot like but like the, then i go see toy story 4 and maybe it's my nostalgia that gets me with toy story 4 but there's something different there i don't know onward was just it's just fine like there's yeah. nothing wrong with it but there wasn't anything interesting there that really made me perk up nothing really huh. captured me yeah i really liked it I, I liked it a lot for some of the reasons that i mentioned and that's fine different interpretive communities yeah that's fine silly john anyways the spoiler is over <laughs> sorry folks for another unsolicited review of a movie oh that's that's what they came here for yep <laughs> anyway coming back to star wars segment with jake oh yeah bark 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 all i gotta say is galaxy's edge at disneyland haven't you been before let me tell you well yeah but now i have officially experienced everything in Galaxy's Edge. Oh. I have officially gone to all the experiences and ridden all the rides. Cool. At least the ones you have to reserve. I have not had the popcorn yet, so I'm 98% there. Oh. It's like missing that one collectible at the beginning of the video game, and then you have to like all the walk all the way back. Exactly. But there's it's, more it's interesting, there's more yeah. interesting things to do until you have that one last thing to do. And it's like I'm not gonna go try every single thing on the menu and then be like, oh, I'm 100 percent completed. What I'm saying is I visited these restaurants, or like I've eaten at Docking Bay 7 or Oga's Cantina, and I we've built a droid and I've built a lightsaber. And I rid the ride, ridden, rode the rides, rode, rode the rides. Let me tell you, John, that experience is Alice World. To ride the new Rise of Resistance ride, you have to get a boarding group. And the boarding group is like a pass in your phone. You're familiar with the fast passes, John? Yeah. So it's similar to that, only it's almost like this is the... When you sign up for your boarding group, it's like, this is the time that we allow you to come stand in line. Does that make sense? Oh. You, you cannot go stand in line without a boarding group. Oh, so it's an interesting way to make line management. Yeah, and that's just for now. Because oh. they, they, they don't want to overcrowd the area. Eventually, they'll go back to how everything else is with the fast pass line and everything. Hmm. Yeah, I need to go to <clears> Disneyland. But here's the catch. The boarding group... Your entire party has to be in Disneyland at the time. And you can start getting the boarding groups the very moment the park opens. And they let you in like 30, 40 minutes early, sometimes like an hour, just to kind of hang out so that they can get everybody for the rope drop. Are you just like randomed? Like you, you're stuck with randos in the boarding group? No, what, my, what it is is I connect my, my, my tickets to my phone and I have like there's a jake ticket there's a city ticket like my mom and dad ticket and they're all on my phone and i can push get get a boarding group and then they all will get the same number that i i get does that make sense okay and my I friend uh, a few weeks ago he was he was at the parks and he tried to get a boarding group and he was like 12 minutes late and they were all out of boarding groups for the entire day oh it's insane it's like when the cars ride I remember I went right as the cars like yeah. thing was new. And that was like, if you didn't have a fast pass, you were waiting the whole day to get on that ride. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. But this sounds like a better way to it's, it's interesting manage way. that. I like the way that they're managing it. I mean, I know in the future when it's just fast passes, people, my fast pass will go out just as fast, mm -hmm. I imagine. Yeah. And I'm okay. <clears throat> I'm okay with that. I'd, I'd almost rather it be like that at this point. But it's a kind of a, it's an interesting way they're kind of testing how to get on the rides. Hmm. But I bring this up because when I was there a, wh a while ago, like January, I went like right after the ride opened. I thought I was, I peaked because I got boarding group five. 
in January. And that meant like, we're just going right to the ride at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Because do they call your boarding group number? And it's like, you have like an hour, sometimes two hour window to just go ride it. And if you miss it, you miss it. Dang. And during this trip, we had a boarding group. It was like, uh, like 72, I think. Oh. And no, like, yeah, I think it was like 72. I forget. But it, they literally call our boarding group number when we were in California Adventure getting seated for a dinner reservation. Oh, so you had to book it or did you miss it? So I was like, it's okay if we don't go on. We went on yesterday. <laughs> my, my mom says that she felt rushed. I didn't feel rushed. I mean, I ate like everybody's food. They felt rushed being, what do you mean? Like they felt you were rushing them? They felt like they were rushed because they, they felt obligated to go to the boarding group. Oh, I see. Even though we were like sitting down having a, a good family meal all together. Interesting. Yeah, it was it was very interesting. I wonder what it's like to go to Disneyland with, when your whole family's mostly adults. Because <laughs> most of the time it's like we get whatever food we can and then we're like sitting elsewhere in the park and everyone's mostly just angry at each other. <laughs> Yes. I've never sat down in a restaurant. It, it all, it's always like a fast food type ordeal. It's, it's like, like a, just eat and we'll get going because people are less fussy. And it's like, but I just, I want to go on Buzz Lightyear. And then you got somebody else. I love Buzz like, Lightyear. I want to go to Pinocchio. And there's one person that's like, I don't even want to be here. And they're like texting their girlfriend at home yeah. or something. That was you, wasn't it, John? One time I went for high school and there was a lot of high school drama in the choir group. And so I just... I just texted a girl that I liked at the time, the whole time, pretty much. Yeah. And this other girl who was like trying to get after me. Okay. I I don't know if she's listening to this. I don't, I don't know your attentions, but I remember there was like a big kerfuffle about like, who is he texting all the time? Oh my God. But the people who knew me were like, we know he's texting. (laughs) Well, well, well. Anyway, I bring this up because I wanted to talk about how I got born in group one. My oh. first day this week. So you just went straight on. Yeah, it was nuts. It was like, because a month ago when I got born in group five, I was like, I've peaked. There's no Uh-oh. way. Because all my friends, it was like 40s, 50s, 80s. I was like. You found a higher peak. Did you take pictures? Yeah, I, I took a screenshot of my born in group one. And I was like, this is the best. It's like when I get a win on Apex and everyone's got five kills in the group. But one person usually has like 18 because they were just way too good. Are you the 18 or are you the zero? I'm like the five. Usually it's like four, four, 12. (laughs) I'm like, I'm one of the fours. (laughs) Holy crap. Yeah. I, when I play Apex, I don't want to brag. I'm usually like the eight or nine kid. You're the kill leader. I'm like, I'm not the kill leader in our group. Okay. I'm going to play with some pretty high kills because I, I I roll, I roll pretty high stakes. Like, do you play ranked then? No. When I say I roll high stakes, I mean like there's a group, let's go kill them. Not like, is there another group? See, I hate that. People are always like, let's land in the city. I'm like, that's how you die immediately. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, let's land. Do they still have that? I haven't played in a while. Dropship? Dropship? Yeah. I think it's fun to drop on the dropship. I have my favorite land. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, no, that's not there anymore. There's like a party palace like in the sky that you can land on. That's like, it's because Mirage, he's the guy that can make holograms of himself. There's just mirages of the guy and so you get on there and if someone else is on there with you it's like hard to tell who anyone is because there's just like holograms everywhere that's funny anyways especially if you're a mirage especially if you're a mirage yeah yeah anyway i just wanted to flex that i that i uh i get a lot of kills one oh no sorry so if you need advice on how to how to get high those high numbers let me know because i got the fastest thumbs this side of the mississippi I say that because the yeah, other right. side of the Mississippi has Disney World that I don't know who's got the fastest thumbs up. I haven't, I haven't tried the board group there. Yeah. But hey, you know, Galaxy's Edge, hot dog, 10 out of 10. That's good. Were we'll, there dogs there? 10 out of 10. We'll go again. Yeah. Goofy? Pluto? Just as a stormtrooper? No. Do any of them dress in Star Wars stuff? Is there like a Ray Mini? No. There's no Luke Mickey? Maybe in what is the dice? What is the point then? No, like like stormtroopers are walking around asking people for their, to see their identification. What I want is a stormtrooper who like runs into Mickey or like Goofy who's like Obi-Wan and he's like, there's all the droids they're looking for. But it's like, yuck. <laughs> no. The stormtrooper. And there's Pete and he's like Darth Vader. No. See, nah, that, he's that's grievous. already been a thing. He's grievous. Oh my gosh. When Disney- General Kenobi. <laughs> 
Hello there. <laughs> but it's Mickey. <laughs> Hello there. Coughs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways. But it's it's fun because they're just stormtroopers walking around and Kylo Ren. Like, because people will be like, oh, I want to get my picture with you. And he just like doesn't care. He just keeps walking. Because he's got a mission. He's looking for some rebels, dude. Resistance fighters, you mean? Oh. Rebel scum. I actually don't care. They're and I use them in raise an angel. There was one time we saw uh, a literal Chewbacca because like by the water fountain, they have like these tubes with like water in it. Like you see and in one of the tubes pops up like one of those eyes. Like, oh, mm. And Chewbacca saw like, it and, and he just like pounded on the thing. <laughs> That's pretty good. And it was like he, he was hitting it That's really fun. hard. It was a good time. But I'm telling you, it's an experience like you never have experienced. Interesting. They they went all out. Cool. All out. Let me know when Revan's walking around. JK. <sighs> Actually, I heard that they are re- they're redoing Knights of the Old Republic, but so it fits kind of into the new kind of High Republic stuff that's coming out. Oh yeah. So they're gonna work Revan. Like it won't be the same story. Yeah. But they're gonna work Revan. Kind of like how they pulled Thrawn back. Yeah. So I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. If they if they maintain the core spirit of those games. I'll buy, I'll buy it for 60 bucks again. That's the best, one of the best games I've ever played in my Speaking life. Speaking of buying a game for $60, what are you doing March 20th, John? I'm not going to buy Animal Planet. You're not going to buy Animal Crossing? Animal Crossing. <laughs> well, why? I don't buy games at full price anymore. Do you honestly think that Animal Crossing is ever going to drop in price? How much is Breath of the Wild right now? Price still 60 Yeah. What about Super Smash Bros. and Mario Kart? Animal oh. Crossing is one of the staples of Nintendo. Okay. I don't... I don't know. I remember we'll when see. I got Animal Crossing on the GameCube, like I didn't get it. My family did for Christmas one year. And I did not realize then how much that game would change my life. <laughs> Thinking about just digging up a fossil. But way back then, you had to mail the fossils in to see what fossil it was. You even know what I'm talking about. That's what's no. so great about this. And yeah. Rossetti, dude, I was the worst. Uh, I know Rossetti. I've played Smash Bros. Oh, okay. He shows up. Yeah. I um. I would buy Ghost of Tsushima first day. Wow. Not Animal Crossing? Well, I actually wouldn't because I don't have a PlayStation. I bought Fallen Order first day and then played it in like two weeks and then gave it to my brothers. I still need to finish that. I have been swamped with work. I hate it. Cool. This week was... um. I just wish I wasn't off work at 11 p.m. every night. You know what I mean? I got you. This week was Robin's 80th birthday, I'm pretty sure. Like, as in Batman and Robin. No way. 80 years ago. Wow. Robin was existing. Who's your favorite Robin? Who's my favorite Robin? Do you want me to go through them for you? Tim Drake. Okay. Cool. What, do you think I'm stupid? No, that's fine. I how many also, Robins can you name? I also really like... Hey, prove your nerdiness. I'm how many Robins can I'm just kidding. Can I'm name? just kidding. All right, here we go. I'm not uh, actually upset Damian about Damian Wayne, Tim Drake, Jason Todd, um, forgetting Dick Grayson. Those uh, four? Uh, there's, isn't there, there's, there's a fifth one, isn't there? There's, I think there's... There's like eight six. or nine, I swear. I think there's six total. Okay, Dick Grayson, Damian Wayne. Yeah, you won't get Jason it. Todd, Tim Drake. This is really dumb. Comic Corner. There's um, um Stephanie do, Brown. Are we going to do the girls too? Yeah, there's like six counting the girls. Oh, okay. Stephanie, Stephanie Brown. Brown well, she, um, she was like Tim Drake's girlfriend, and then Tim Drake's dad was like, found out he was Robin. He's like, I don't want you to do it anymore. And so she's like, I'll do it. And Batman's like, fine. And then eventually Tim Drake came back. So she was only Robin for a little bit. Now she's spoiler. She's got like the purple hood and the black mask. Oh, okay. And then um, then Carrie Kelly, she's in The Dark Knight Returns. She's got the slingshot and the goggles. We watched that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was only in like one comic. She's a good Robin. Huh. One comic. She must have been great. I think three comics now. Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Strikes Again, and Dark Knight the Master Race, which wow. just came out recently. Anyways, whatever. That's just real nerdy stuff. I also built a lightsaber and it was awesome. Yeah, I was looking at it. Yellow crystal and blue crystal. Yeah, dude. I wish I had white. They do have white. I wish I had a white one. Okay, when I go. Or vermilion. Next time I go, I will get you a white kyber crystal. Mark my words. Okay, and I'll keep it on my... It comes in that that little capsule right there. I'll keep it on my shelf. And you'll see. Next to my Cyclops, my 90s Cyclops action figure, and my Shazam pop figure yeah <laughs> and that's it and a lighthouse from michigan a little picture oh we should, we'll close michigan memories in this too yep 
Oh, sweet. What else are we missing? I don't know. That's that was a long, drawn out look into our lives. Anywho, we got dog news. <gasps> we sure do have dog news. <laughs> I'm Jake Nielsen, and this is Dog News. Thank you for tuning in to Dog News tonight. First, we're going to have weather report by John. It's raining. It is? It was. Nice. Would you say it's raining cats and dogs? Never. What about dog sports? Mm, Airbud, he's good, isn't he? He sure is swell. Um, this one is a local dog news for Utah residents. Okay. Especially those who live near Salt Lake City. <clears throat> Are you ready for this? Yeah. Canyon restrictions have some Utah lawmakers growling over dog ban. Oh, boy. There's a sign, dogs prohibited in Big Cottonwood Canyon. Oh, boy. Have you ever just been hiking and you, like, go past the dog and the dog is just... A stray dog? Or... No, just, like, with a person. Yeah, I've been hiking and seen a dog. Yeah. What's the problem with there being a dog? Just general nuisance. Oh, See, I don't know what's going on. See, I'm, I'm an advocate for this. I'm just kidding. Do whatever, <laughs> do whatever you want with your dogs. Just anyway, don't get him near me. Um, what happened? Did you lose the article? No, it says a bill that would allow dogs in the key watershed canyons in Salt Lake City as long as they remain in the vehicle with the motorist is couched as a measure that pits freedom against feces. F-E-C-E-S? That's feces. What the heck? Wow. Anyway, there's a bunch of canyons near Salt Lake City, Conway Canyon, Big Conway Canyon, City Creek Prize Canyon, North and East Mount Della Reservoir, Limes Canyon. As long as dogs remain in the vehicle, I guess that that's what that's what the new bill would be. <sighs> very very interesting. But um, the other dog news is last time I talked to you about the coronavirus in dogs. Yeah, they don't carry it. I hope that dog in China is doing well because dogs don't carry the coronavirus. That's the that's the update I learned. That's good. Yes, I believe there was one more dog news I found. Let me double check. Can oh I... yeah, and we mourn. T today we mourn the death of Marnie the dog. Marnie. Marnie the dog, a popular influencer who had over almost two million followers on Instagram. I'm sure you may have seen this dog floating around a time or two. Just a tongue perpetually sticking out. I've never seen it. John, you know your famous dogs? Oh my gosh. Here's mm, a picture of Marnie with I. Betty White. Good for Betty White. Just chilling and just, uh, you know, a moment of silence for Marnie. Thank you. Yep. I was going to say, um, and have you seen, is, do you know what a kalimba is? Or it's maybe a kalimba. No. It's an instrument. Like Avatar Last Airbender scores often played with it. It's just like, it's like a little thumb oh, yeah like it's like a totally thumb piano yeah, but it's like cool. so if you look up can't help falling in love with you on kalimba on youtube it's probably one of the most peaceful videos i've ever seen and it's just a guy playing can't help falling in love with you on it but his dog is just in the background kind of like walking but it's like the most peaceful thing if you look at the comments they're like very funny oh, i found it yeah, are you gonna play it? Yeah, okay. here we go. Everybody, listen. Oh no, not Bernie Sanders! <laughs> Get away! I don't want to have Bernie Sanders ad in my podcast. How dare you not remain politically neutral here? I'm just saying, <laughs> it's the meme. I the am meme. again asking you for your. Oh, let's uh. Unmute uh this. Oh, he's got that cute little dog. You just muted it. No, it's just not working because my podcast is going through a thing. Here's what I'll do. I'm gonna grab it through my phone. Your phone? I could just play it. On my laptop. Or I'm literally pulling it up right now. I bet I can do it faster. You bet you can, huh? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. My phone's real slow right now. <clears throat> Here we go. If I just look up Kalimba, that's the first thing. Yep. Another ad for StubHub. Well, let's see who gets through the ads first, my, my guy. Oh, you beat me to it. There's just a dog, the wind. This is uh, almost 20 million views. This is Acoustic Trench on YouTube. If you want to check it out. Oh my gosh. We got to share this on our, on our Facebook page. It makes my heart sore. 
And then the dog almost on cue. Oh, and then the comes dog in comes in for a pet. That is amazing. Let's review some of these comments. They're very fun. Yeah. And for 43 seconds, everything was okay. Almost 20 million. This was this was like three years ago this came out almost. <laughs> this is like the internet equivalent of a video game rest stop. <laughs> the river sound, the breeze, the song, the dog. Everything was perfect. Oh, nice. This is the last thing I want to hear before I die. Boomers, those millennials have no good taste in music. Millennials. <laughs> <laughs> Someone nice. posted the lyrics of the song, of course. Yeah. This brought me to tears because I've been really okay. That one's like too personal to. You know what I said? You know make what? A joke about. <laughs> I don't understand why people. Can I? <laughs> why do people post stuff like that on Facebook? Like when they're like, like, I was depressed and this saved me. Or or like, uh, my, my like my wife died of cancer like three years ago, and this one forty second video of a dog is what reminded me of that, and I just want the whole world to know through Facebook. Oh, no, I get you. You know what I mean? And it's like, hey, like, are you fishing for likes or comments or... And there's some stuff you just shouldn't comment. I get it. <sighs> this is how it feels to get a bonfire in Dark Souls when you're an inch to death a second ago. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> the perfect okay. video doesn't exist. This channel, hold my dog. Before, before we move on to our topic... I'm going to hit you, John. I'm going to surprise you. Remember that game we played a couple weeks ago? Oh, the, what is it? The the movie game. Oh, where like where I connect we, the movies? Yeah, we connect two movies. Yeah. Here's the thing. We're going to get two movies and you're going to hate Maybe me actors. Okay. I guess any actor in those two movies. Yeah, any actor in these two movies. But you I have, have to, to start connect. with the movie. You have to start with the movie. Okay. One movie to one movie. But I'm going to give you the two movies and then I'm going to give you the catch. Okay. Because I thought about this. I was like, I want to know if John can do this. Oh, boy. This is my dog story. Yeah, this will be your dog have story. One. All right. Here it is. Oh, gosh. I had it. All right. Let's go Phantom Menace. Star Wars Phantom Menace. Oh, I thought this was dog movie to dog movie. Okay. Oh, no. This is better now. Yeah. Well, here's how it okay, is. Keep Star Wars Phantom Menace 2. The one we lost last week because of Winn-Dixie. Okay. Only through child actors. I don't think Jake Lloyd's been in anything else. I don't think he can do it. You sure? People who used to be child actors, does that count? Um, you know what? I, I'll allow it. Um, Jake Lloyd was in Jingle All the Way. Wasn't he? But I can only use child actors? What other child yeah, actors are in that movie? Catch. I don't think it's possible. You don't think it's possible? I could still just do it. Get from Because of Winn-Dixie to Phantom Menace. Okay. Well, let's 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 hear it. I'll use use as many kids about, as you can. Oh, as many kids as I yeah. can. All right. Jake Lloyd is in the Phantom Menace. It, wait, Jake Lloyd is in the Phantom Menace. Is yeah. in um, Jingle All the Way with Arnold. Yeah. Who's in the Expendables with Sly Stallone? Who's in? Gardens of the Galaxy 2 with Chris Pratt, who's in Avengers Endgame with Chris Hemsworth, who's in Thor Ragnarok with Matt Damon, who's in We Bought a Zoo, which we just watched tonight with Elle with Fanning. Fanning, who's in Because of Winn-Dixie. <laughs> that was pretty good. Only to do without doing any Marvel movies, though. <laughs> no Marvel movies? No Marvel movies. That is that is like a good that's a good sneaky sneaky snake. Those are two. There's a lot of high big name actors. Okay, that I can do it without the Marvel, but I'm gonna not use kid actors. Okay. Okay. No kid actors, but Phantom Menace Phantom to Win Dixie. No Marvel. No Marvel. Yeah. I might have to think for a sec. You can edit this out if you need to. No, I'm not. You can put in like a little dog jingle. A little dog jingle, like. Bark bark. Um. Because of, they're pretty cool, like some hi hat stuff with a, like some barks with a couple like smooth jazz chords. Oh, music Elijah, I hope you're writing this down. <laughs> I need that for some good interlude thinking music, you know, some like jazzy hi hats, and then maybe like every now and again, just like a we, we can get our friend to come play a trumpet, Isaac. You know, come. You know, it's a great movie. I or, sorry, song, but I, it's kind of an older song, but. 
kind of an indie, kind of an older song I've really been getting into like this last week. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called Sweet Caroline by Neil what? Diamond. Yeah, what? You gotta be kidding me, John. <laughs> I've never really listened to it much. Are you serious? Yeah, I love that song. Are you, oh the freaking, my, is it that the trumpet? That song is dead to me right now. <laughs> that trumpet? Is there the, a trumpet in it? I'm sure Sweet Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. It's so good. So, so good. good. So that is... <laughs> I love it. I never really heard it before. You've never heard? Well, I'd heard it, but I just never really was like listened yeah, to it. I listened to it like on repeat. Dude, the other I gotta day. take you to like some football games. I've been to football games. Where they play Sweet Caroline? Probably, but I just wasn't paying attention. Oh my god! Let me do this real quick. Can I use DC movies? Nope. No superhero <laughs> movies. Gosh, Star Wars is kind of a superhero thing if you think about it. It's, you know. Um, let me you know. Think. I want to see if I can beat you to it. In less movies? Yeah. All right, you're on. All right, let's go. Phantom Menace to win Dixie in the fewest amount of movies. Yeah. So, and let me be clear. When you say it, put a finger up for every movie that you name. That'll let you know. Okay. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause the recording. And once we've both got it, I'm going to push play again. Okay, sounds good. All right, here we go. Welcome back to Can I Critique. Yeah, I think yeah. what was like literally not even any time for you guys was like maybe three or four minutes for us. Yeah, Probably. I think I've got it in four movies and you also think you got it in four? Yeah, I want to hear your four. So, Kira Knightley is in The Phantom Menace. She is in first movie, kind of the first movie, Pride and Prejudice with Donald Sutherland, who's in The Hunger Games with Josh Hutcherson. Who's in Bridge to Terabithia with Anna Sophia Robb? Wait, that's three movies. I've done it in three. Who's in Because of Wendy? Oh, okay. so I've done three movies. Oh, so, so without counting the sandwiches, then yeah, without so counting three. Phantom Menace, without counting Because of so Wendy's. Phantom Menace to Pride and Prejudice to Hunger Games to Bridge to Terabithia to Wendy. Okay, so three. Okay, well then that means I got it in two. What? Yeah. So Jake Lloyd's in Phantom Menace with Ewan McGregor. Who was in The Island with Scarlett Johansson? Why'd you start with Jake Lloyd? Okay, either way. I don't know. Who's in the, I, I thought I had to say somebody else. That's fine. Movie. That's right. Who's in The Island with Scarlett Johansson? Who's in We Bought a Zoo with Al Fanning? Who's in Because of Win Dixie? Wait, so you went from Phantom Menace to The Island to uh, one we just watched. We, Island we to We Bought a Zoo. Because of Win Dixie. Because Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson are the leads. Are in The Island. Yeah. About a zoo with Elle Fanning. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I got it pretty quick. That was good. Because I was like, oh, Ian McGregor. And I was like, oh, Scarlett Johansson. I didn't, ah, if I knew the island. Yeah. Oh, you should watch it, dude. I was like, ah. Well, I sometimes I get caught up in my vein. It's like when I play Pokemon and I want to do a specific, like, thing. I waste a lot of time. Um, I'm like, I'm going to use Keira Knightley because I bet he doesn't even remember Keira Knightley was in The Phantom Menace. Yeah. She played the decoy. It's like I use, uh, I don't know. Whoever played Jar Jar. <laughs> um, gosh dang it. It wasn't Doug Jones. It was... um. Yeah. Dude, the voice for Boss Nass. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. This is going to kill me. Who played freaking Jar Jar Binks? Freaking Ahmed Best. I should have known. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's our dog stories. Do you have a dog story? I do, but we've wasted too much time. I'll share it next week. Okay. He has only been in Star Wars. Oh, he's been in other stuff too. All right, as I slapped this. Um, he was Jar Jar Binks in Disney Infinity. Yes. They get a lot of people back for that game. Yeah, dude. He was in Big Time Rush, dude. Do you remember Big Time Rush? Yeah, I sang it last episode. Uh, I sang uh, it last episode. Uh, <laughs> Gotta leave it big time. Oh my gosh. Hey, hey, don't you feel the rush now? I'm not doing it correctly. Uh, I didn't, we... hot take, I didn't mind that show. Uh, what, Why was the theme song for Drake and Josh? Ah, have you seen someone's cut it and it's Anakin and Obi-Wan, but it's just the oh, big time rush. Yes. Or no, sorry, it's the, the Drake and Josh, Drake and like Josh. With the green and blue arrows. Yeah. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> uh, wow. The best one, Malcolm in the Middle. They might be giants. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss. Oh, nice. And you're not so big. Dude, it's a good one. It's so good. Uh, 
I'm just thinking about all this old stuff now. I know. Nostalgia. Anyways. Sometimes I get uh, shiny teeth and me stuck in my head. My shiny teeth and me. My shiny, shiny teeth, teeth that sparkle. That's such a good just song. Like stars you know, that song, it slaps. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> my shiny teeth that... Oh, it's Twinkle just like a That sparkle adding beauty to my face. You know what? This is a tangent. Hopefully the last one before we get to our topic. Dude, Flip Flipsy is Fairy Odd Parents a dog show. Flipsy the dog. Dude. Oh my gosh. Remember that Darth Vader, the off-brand Darth yeah, Vader with Flipsy? I, I remember. Anyways. Um What was I saying? Oh. So every time I go to see an animation movie, there's always Trolls, whatever. Trolls World Tour or whatever. Oh yeah. Trolls 2 World Tour. And it's like, we gotta stop. The, the the troll of rock from taking over music and i'm yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is like this is the plot of school of rock that you're you're the bad guys in school of rock like rock should never be the enemy i don't think and i'm sure the end will be like all music can exist but i'm like i want rock to get all the strings and i want rock to take over the world because yeah. rock i think it's cool i like that idea but also it bugs me that there's six genres and like three of them are rock and roll does that make sense right there's country, there's pop, there's rap randomly. Tiny diamond, something, something. Yeah. What are the six strings? <laughs> you never thought you'd giggle this. Yeah. String in Trolls. Trolls something. Two. It's what's like the most recent one. All right. The six musical tribes. There's country, there's rock. Let's see if I can find it. This there's is a, pop. Oh my gosh, this is such a stupid article. Somebody get, got paid to write this. <laughs> Anyway, let's see. If it's like the it. Infinity Stones. What if it's like the Avengers of Trolls? Oh my gosh. You know what? There's some kind of funny jokes when they do the pinky promise and then there's that troll who's like walking yes. and he's like, <gasps> a pinky promise. Then he looks promise. down and he's like, dang. I yeah. think it's really funny. Dude, I, That's funny. I I had like a weird, is euphoric a good enough word? Euphoric like, is like intense pleasure or something. No, never mind. Like, I was out of it. Characterize your feeling by intense excitement. Happened. No, definitely not euphoric. <laughs> you got really euphoric. Or you're, like, out of it. Like, yeah. like it's almost like you're on cloud nine. Which is funny, because they go to cloud nine. I don't think cloud nine is the word you're also looking no, for. No, it's like... Uh, you're, like, in a weird... Like, a weird head space, dude. You're, like, zoned out. And it's like you're awake, but not... And you're Semi-conscious. Like aware, and you're not... I don't know. Because I, like, fell asleep, like, three times when I watched the first Trolls movie. And it still is an enigma to me. Oh, you saw it? Like in theaters? <laughs> no, not Trolls 2. The first Trolls. You saw the first one, like, in theaters or something? No, I, I watched it at my in-laws. Oh. It was... You uh, know what? Another... just wake up and all of a sudden, like, they're singing and they're all happy. I don't know. Another trailer I saw, it's called, like, Disconnected or something. Like, Dis- Robots. Yes. But it's Sony that animation. so good. Because so, I'm sitting here and I'm like... Wow, this kind of looks like a Borderlands type of animation. And then it's like Sony. I'm like, oh, it's Spider-Verse. Like, and I'm watching it. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not on board with the premise. Like, I think it's kind of a dumb premise. But as I'm watching it, the more I'm like, I'm on board with this. Yeah. And it, I don't, and I'm like, there's something there that, I mean, it's like, I don't, like I say, I don't want to go back to Onward. But it's like something there is different than Onward. I, I go into Onward hoping for like a Lego movie. Like some Lego movie and Onward are different and I don't yeah. know what makes them super different, but huh. I don't know. Whatever. We need to do this. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go into the topic. I'm sure you've seen from where the thumbnail. Listening, the thumbnail, the whatever that we chose. We opted not to watch a movie. We wanted to do a topic. We did topic. Last topic we did. Introduce the topic. Okay. Sorry. Last, oh, wait, topic. Yeah, last topic was like cartoon dogs. Cartoon dot best cartoon dogs. So we're going to be talking about the best kind of dog movie directors that we've seen so far. And then yes. we're going to spitball who we'd like to see direct a dog movie or yes. just theorize what it would look like. And so, I don't know. Do you have anyone we want to start, start off with that we've seen? For the dog movie directors that we've seen so far. Dude, I... So Wes Anderson, okay. he did Isle of Dogs. That's a good, you know what? That's a good way to start because Wes Anderson on his own. Yeah, because yeah. it's rare that you get a really renowned auteur who does yeah. a dog movie. But Wes Anderson, who is beloved by many, kind of has a cult following because he's got weird, quirky films. Yeah, he's done Isle of Dogs, which is one of my favorites. And I think it works. You know, he lends that because dog movies inherently are strange. Like, it's strange that we're inside the head of a dog. It's strange that a dog is alive in some capacity. But he makes it in just a quirky, fun 
Like, especially after seeing Fantastic Mr. Fox and how that worked. And I'm, I'm just kind of like on board. I, I think. I think he just did good with the genre and it's 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 not like a dog movie, but in some yeah. ways it's still very dog movie, if that makes sense. It may sound weird, but I think one of my favorite ones that's. It might just be because it was the first one that we watched, but I really like the story for Art of Racing. The, the story. I think I'm going to like the way everything was presented. Really? Who that directed that one? That's what I'm checking out. What if it's someone super. Let's see. It's like Christopher. Uh, Simon Nolan. Curtis. What else has he done? Let's take a look. Oh, I just opened his picture. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Simon Curtis. Yeah, what's he done, dude? Because I think it was done really well, and I think I just gave it a dog on it because it was the first one we watched. But after watching all these other dog movies, I think Art of Racing the Rain is one of the best. But I should revisit. I think I should revisit Art of Racing the Rain. Because I just saw Kevin Costner on the cast list, and I remembered that he like narrated was like (laughs) reincarnated as a dog, as a boy in the end. So he did Woman in Gold, which I've heard is pretty good. Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds and an art thing, Meryl Streep, something about art. I don't know. Huh. To recover artwork, she believes rightly belongs to her family. She takes on the Austrian government. Anyways, Ryan Reynolds is there. Huh. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I think that was isn't a terrible. I don't know. I still don't like it. There's yeah. there's parts where I'm like, this is too much. But maybe if I watched it, if I watched it now, having watched everything, I probably would have liked it. There's a special place in my heart for it, so. Yeah. But I'd have to watch Woman in Gold to kind of compare, like, what makes that movie, what makes that director unique to that movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Let's talk um, Frankenweenie. That that was Tim Burton. Tim Burton's another well-renowned one who did Frankenweenie. Yeah. That movie's great. I forget we watched that. That movie's great. Like, because we even watched the short for it, too. The short was also pretty fun. It felt very Tim Burton, and I think the what the best way to present a dog movie is to not advertise it as a dog movie, yeah. rather than a movie about a dog, like Togo or yeah. to- Togo Frankenweenie, um, Isle of Dogs. Yeah, I think there's just a, a few of them that come to mind off the top of my head. Those are them. Gotcha. That are just like. <laughs> I don't know if it was presented as, as a dog movie in yeah. the commercial. I don't remember it, but like there's a very specific dog movie. Pres- yeah. You watch the trailer for a dog's journey and you're like, this is a dog movie, but you watch yeah. the trailer for Isle of Dogs and you're like, this is a story about a kid and his, his search for a, his long lost, like best friend dog. And these dogs help him. And it's like, so very yeah. dog, but it doesn't feel like a dog movie. I guess in short, the best directors, they challenge the genre by just making a good normal movie. Yeah, because if they, we focus too much on the tropes because it's like, oh, you're making a dog movie. You gotta have a zoom in of the poop. The dog's gotta mess up the house. Yeah. The, the person's gotta scold the dog for wrecking something. They gotta reconcile with the dog for whatever reason. And then the dog's gotta die at the end. They bury him in the backyard. Yeah. Because I, stop it with this. Who did Marley and me? I want to... Or like, or like some kid finds the dog and then we watch just this one kid's point of view. And then at the end, like the real owner comes back and it's like, well, I, I guess he loves you now and not me. So you get to keep him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. <laughs> Gosh. The guy who did Marley and Me did nothing. He did a One Republic music video. Oh. He, direct, he directed The Devil Wears Prada. So. Wow. All right, and some Sex in the City and Entourage. So there you go. That's a smattering of quality. All right. Some good, some bad. Um, that's cool. I want to talk to the Airbud director because I think he's he's responsible for a, a cinematic Acc- universe. Accidentally creating the cinematic universe. Charles Martin Smith is his name. I don't know if he did the first two. I, he might have only done the first one. He's done, oh, he's acted in a lot actually. He's only directed 18 movies. Wow. wow. So I guess. Just, wow. 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 <laughs> he did A Dog's Way Home. 
Oh, look at that. We haven't watched that one yet. But that was like the impetus for this whole podcast. We haven't watched. We have not watched a dog's way home. What? It's our problem. Uh, is that what we got to do next? I guess so. I Dang so. it! Oh, I hate this one. A female dog travels 400 miles in search of her owner throughout a Colorado wilderness. Is that the a dog's way home? Yeah. But it's a picture of it in a shoe, which oh. in my head it was in a purse. But I guess it's a shoe now that I look closely. Okay, I guess uh. those Airbud movies. I feel like. That first one feels more like a movie than the second one did. But I mean, I got to it's like, um, I don't know. It's like the Russo brothers or Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, it's like Airbud is the Robert Downey Jr. of okay. the Airbud universe. Interesting. Where it's like some rewards should be given for making yeah. so many movies. You're right. That are pretty much the same quality. <laughs> like they're not terrible, but they, they're just there. I think they downgrade just a little bit. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Wait, but we've only watched two, haven't we? We've only watched two. Maybe it's like Fast and Furious Syndrome. By five, it'll get kicked back up again or something. Oh, no way, dude. Because that's Air Buddies, I think. And that's when like that starts with the buddies. Or it's and the baseball one or Santa, something. The search for Santa Paws. And not even... Oh, that's the puppies. That's the <laughs> that girl. orphans. Hey, but that song, what? they'll be... Christmas, there'll be song. We'll go caroling all night long. <laughs> I cannot believe you remember that. <laughs> I remember it from my childhood. <laughs> that wasn't even the lyrics. <laughs> John. Anyways. Okay. That's mostly all the directors we've watched so far. Yeah. But I've got a list of directors that I would like, we could spitball like some some movies. Okay. Do you I have one you want to start with? There's one that I would like to start with. Okay. And that's Michael Bay. I have this on my list. You do? What would a dog movie by Michael Bay look like? I'm thinking kind of G-Force. You remember G-Force? Yes. I picture like the dog version of G- Like, <laughs> you know what? Reboot Cats versus Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. Oh my But gosh. Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. What if we had, what if I was, we're talking about this, maybe what, what movie have we already watched? That they that, could do a better job. That Michael of? Bay would have done a better job. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. I don't I don't know because the thing is is that all of them he's, he's really into like explosions and like lots of casualties yeah. and just action movies. He's got like the US military back in him, so like he can use anything from the military as long as he portrays them in a good light. Oh, okay, so that's a good idea. Maybe, so he'll make Transformers, like, like Max, but they're always good. If Michael Bay did okay. Max. Or Megan Levy. Or Megan Levy. Because he did 13 hours yeah. the Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Do you remember that? That was Michael Bay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And that movie's great. Yeah. Make a Megan Levy, but it's 13 hours. Yes. Because let's focus. I mean, I understand that movie's more about her and that, but you know, let's, let's really dive deep into what it was like for. Oh, do some like real Benghazi stuff. Like yeah. real tragedies and like real dogs getting blown up. Legit. So yeah. And like, he's not the only dog on the scene, you know? Okay. He's got a squad. Yeah. G-Force. <laughs> Just kidding. G-Force and Meets. I've never Megan seen G-Force. Directed by Michael Bay. Okay. I think that's a good pick. Yeah. Do Megan Levy, but like that. So I have, yeah. so I was thinking about if Christopher Nolan directed yes, a dog movie. That, that, and I was yeah. talking to my mom and I was like, imagine, and I thought of Art of Racing of the Rain. And the, the opening scene is a dog dying in a man's arms. Yeah. And then the next scene is like a dog being born. And then the next scene is a man getting the dog. And so, and then we grow up and we see like each scene switches between dog's life, man's life. We keep cutting back and forth between the dog being sick later yeah. in life. So we see the, this boy and this dog. And then at the very end, the dog, the man dies Oh, no, sorry. The dog was the man all along is what I'm saying. What? Yeah. Yep. Like, okay. that's the twist. That's the like, twist. The man died earlier in the movie and became the dog. And the guy at the end is like the son or something like the son of the main guy. And we didn't notice. We didn't know it. But because Christopher Nolan movies, the end is always like the yeah. first shot. So it's like a guy dying in like a dog dying in the arms of a man. Yeah. And then. We watch the movie thinking the man and the dog are like this, like different people. 
Okay. But then when the man dies, it cuts back to like the dog being born and it's like, oh, what is going on? It's like this trippy. Does that make sense at all? I'd have to draw it up. Yeah. No, it actually is starting to make a lot of sense. So about halfway through the movie, the man dies. And then we see because Christopher Nolan's all about nonlinear, like cutting back and forth. Then we see the dog born again. But it's only a hint. It's like the. The Prestige. Spoilers for the... Okay, I'm not going to spoil the Prestige. There's just a twist at the You'll end. spoil Onward came out two days ago, but you're not going to spoil Prestige came out probably 12 years ago. Well, we already did ago. a spoiler thing for it the other day. Yeah. Well, that's 12 years ago. 10 years ago, actually. It came out in 2010. Yeah, what the heck? Anyhow. You haven't seen Prestige by now. Go watch it. Right, yeah. But um, that's what I think it is. Yeah. And then the guy's son... Enzo. Yeah, maybe, maybe Nolan remakes... Nolan redoes Art of Racing, Art of Racing in the Ring, but he takes some liberties with the, the actual story, yeah. like he did with the Just Prestige. Just an Art of Racing the Rain-esque. But you know what? I don't know. There's something... I don't think he, I don't think he should ever do a dog movie, but this is how he would do it. Yeah. Honestly, I think if he did have a dog movie, it wouldn't be about the dog. Like I said be about- before going into this, the best ones are the ones that don't focus on the dog. That's the thing. Christopher Nolan, he, he's all about... <laughs> it's all like mind puzzles it's all like yeah. weird studies of the human mind but in this case the dog mind a but human in a dog mind what's interesting is it's like when you're making a dog movie i think there's a cap there's a there's a money cap that you can make assuming everybody that likes dogs goes to that movie okay because there's people that hate dogs out there there's a cap that it's gonna stop and that you're done making money forever because People don't watch dog movies. It's just, it's like almost like a, a Christian movie director. Okay. You know, or like even subs of that. You have like Mormon directors and you have Catholics who, who will make. Or just non-denominational. Or non-denominationals that will just make a non-denominational Christian film. There was that one that came out about that kid who's frozen in the ice. And the whole plot's in the trailer. And the whole plot's in the trailer. I'm just, sure it's a powerful movie. Just like a dog movie trailer. So they are a lot like that. Dog yeah. movies are a lot like Christian movies. Christian movies. And there's a Venn diagram. And if you've seen in a lot of our dog movies, there's there's always there's a Christian, Christian themes. There's Christian themes. <laughs> Just uh, because of Win Dixie, dad's a preacher. She prays to God. Gotcha. Win Dixie shows up. That was up, less. That prayers. felt less so than maybe other ones we've seen. I don't know. I don't know. There's 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 a lot more church scenes in that. Than You're right. There are. But it so, felt more real. That felt more like a real movie. When you're making a movie like that, you're limiting yourself. To the audience, like, again, maybe what they're saying is, I don't, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it for the art. I'm doing it for this. But Nolan is a big draw card. So I feel like if he's doing, people go out and see whatever Nolan does. Yeah. Which is why I don't think it'd be advertised as a dog movie. Of course it wouldn't because he's smart. Here's, here's, he's an, here's smart. a new twist to the story. Okay. At the end of the movie, he dies. So about the two thirds way through the dog dies in the man's arms. Like we saw at the beginning. Yeah. And then we see the guy die and then he time travels. It's a time travel into the dog's body. So he becomes the dog years before it's like a time travel reincarnation. That's, that's that extra Christopher Nolan rip in the story. What? So he dies in his own arms or what if the dog that died, right? The dog spirit, just like in Art of Racing in the Rain, becomes his own son. And they have another dog. Oh, it's just a never-ending cycle? Yeah, so the dog the dog spirit became the son. And then the dad who dies becomes that son's new dog. Oh, boy. Are there too many layers to this? Like Inception. Am I barking up the wrong tree? Yes. Okay. Let's throw me a bone, John. Shut up. <laughs> okay, Nolan and Bay. Let's talk... Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Have you seen a Tarantino? I've never seen a Tarantino movie. Uh, let me double check. I can throw some out. Kill Bill, um, The Hateful Eight, Django Unchained, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Inglorious yes. Bastards. Yeah, like, oh wow. Yeah, these are fun. He's done nine? He's like, I will direct nine movies. I searched Quentin Tarantino movies. Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah. <laughs> How did I forget Pulp Fiction? Uh, that says Little Nicky. Is this true? Please don't tell me this is true. Maybe he produced it. Produced by... No, he's not even on the 
list. Why the crap didn't little Nikki show up on this list? Okay, I well, so I haven't seen a Tarantino movie, so I guess I can't really judge. But I just I I thought it was be a fun idea how much over the top violence and blood would be in a Tarantino he would just dog. Like Benji or Benji, uh, not, what? not Cujo, Cujo, there Cujo, but like less, just more over the top. He's done way more than nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. For direct, 16. are those director credits? Yeah, or co-written. Those are just the ones it says he worked on. Okay. Film. Click director. Acting roles, television. Dude, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Wait, hold up. Because I know it was he acted in a movie called Reservoir Dogs. He directed that one as well. Oh, he did. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that because it's a dog movie. <laughs> oh my gosh she's already done one all i'm saying is just that's probably how that's probably how close he'd get to it being a dog <laughs> 21 director credits oh he's done some tv so yeah i don't think i think he's only done nine yeah. little oh it says little nicky because he's a cameo in little nicky. okay so he's done I think Reservoir Dogs was his first one. Reservoir Dogs, then Pulp Fiction, then Kill Bill 1 and 2, then Jackie, oh no, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill 1 and 2. Yeah. He's got like a, he's got a, like a universe, like a, like they all kind of vaguely take place in the same universe. His, his movies. Yeah. So how would dogs fit into it? Not at all. I'd have to watch Reservoir Dogs to find out. (laughs) (laughs) That's all, that's about all I have to say for Tarantino. We talked Wes Anderson. Yeah. Would we... I'd watch another dog thing by him. Definitely. Let's talk. I think this. I'm surprised we haven't seen a Taika Waititi dog movie. He was one of the directors I wanted to bring up. He, and here's the thing. He seems have. perfect. We have. Think about it. What? Hunt for the Wilder People? Yeah. Tupac the dog? Tupac. He, that is very. It's, it's a lot about that dog in and that there's movie. There's a lot about that dog in that movie. I think he could. He could. He could do. He's got that kind of Wes Anderson quirkiness, but it's also just fun. And I think I think he'd make a really good dog movie. I think it'd be really good. It could even be advertised as one. I, I think th- I think it'd be really good if he directed one that was uh, like a historical dog movie. Oh, you know, because a lot of his movies, the main I think every movie besides what we did in the shadows is a, a kid protagonist. Like mm-hmm. he's always got good kid actors. He's always found he young people. Do. Oh. Like an Isle of Dogs type thing. No, I was thinking about Where the Red Fern Grows because the main character in that is a kid, but that's like a really serious... New Zealand Where the Red Fern Grows. I just want him to be a New Zealand dog. Okay. We'll tweet him. He'd be all like, oh yeah, bro. What um? What what is a New Zealand... What would a New Zealand dog say? A New Zealand dog? Yeah, a dog from New Zealand. Dude, I don't... Cheers, I guess. <laughs> oh, cheers, bro. Hey, ah, oh, just let me into that pub, bro. Please, I'm just a dog. That's all I want. Just a dog. A boy that gets turned into a dog. Ah, yes. (laughs) Like he wishes that he could have friends and the only way he has friends is because he's turned into a dog. Ah, But the thing is, any plot you give Taika Waititi, just his script will... His script is just... He'll just make it just so much better because the script is always fun and quirky. Yeah. I love that he is helping with directing some of the Mandalorian episodes. I know, and that last one was like one of the best episodes and he directed it. And it's seriously so good they're giving him a star wars movie i think a like a full star wars movie i heard or is this something else if that they I do i want it to be like a buddy cop movie about stormtroopers he might be doing a dc one as well which good just get him for everything might as well he's doing the second this year christian bell was cast as a villain in the next thor thor the god of love and thunder or whatever really? the song yeah because thor's a girl they're getting natalie portman or whatever yeah but christian bell would be the bad guy interesting is and that real? Because I thought Love and Thunder was going to have, have like Garns Galaxy with Thor. No, no. Love and Thunder is girl Thor. That's why it's called Love and Thunder. Because love is for girls. What? Yeah, didn't you see? You, Natalie Portman was holding the hammer. Did you see that at Comic-Con and all that? No. Yeah, they're making Christian her... Christian Bale playing the villain, Tessa Thompson. Oh, yeah, she'll be in it. What the... Well, heck? of course Thor will be in it, but they're moving it on to Jane Foster Thor. That's That's fun. And then I think I think just the next Guardians movie will have Thor in it. Maybe they'll call it As Guardians of the Galaxy. I hope so. Even though that's a different team. Dude, that's kind of fun. 
Girl Thor. And Christian Bale is rumored as a bad guy. Who's thinking he'll be the bad guy? For I don't Thor? know. Do you think he'll be ultra serious or? See, I don't know because Christian Bale is just up to a hundred all really the time. I really hope he makes Batman jokes. What if he? Do? I don't think he's that kind of actor. He <laughs> yeah. might do the Batman voice though. Have you seen Howl's Moving Castle? The anime movie? Uh, I have not, no. So he voices one of the characters in the English version and he uses the Batman voice in it. And I was like, oh, freak. Oh. Wow. Do I know the deal with Lady Thor? I can set the record straight for you and everybody listening because a lot of people are confused about it. Oh, okay, sure. There's a comic book. John's Comic Corner, everyone. Here at the end. There's no the song for it. Does anyone care about this? I don't know. I'm going to go. Anyways. So there's a comic book called Original Sin, the watcher on the moon. You know, that guy, big, big head. He just watches things. He gets killed. And it's a big mystery as to who killed him. I won't tell you who did it. But the person who is responsible for it whispers something into Thor's ear, which makes him unworthy. And he loses the hammer on the moon. And he's like, no. And so he's like disgraced and he grabs an axe. And then he goes on a quest to find the ultimate universe's Thor hammer because like miles morales he's from the ultimate universe he goes on a quest to find that guy's hammer meanwhile jane foster who has cancer now she becomes worthy i think yeah she becomes worthy of the hammer and when she gets it she's cured of the cancer and she can be thor but when she like lets go of the hammer she's no longer thor but she has the cancer back does that make sense like deadpool like deadpool so i wonder um i wonder how much that'll factor into it i think that's true that's interesting Okay, Taco ITD, I think he'd be a really good pick. All right, I think we got time for one more director. Okay. Do you want to talk? I was going to say Steven Spielberg, but... It'd be like War Horse, but with a dog. Or Next step. or <laughs> just be like E.T. with a dog. Yeah. I was thinking, okay, what about like Guillermo del Toro? You ever seen it? Like, I'm thinking like Pan's Labyrinth, or, or he also did Pacific, the first Pacific Rim. Wow. He's just, and he's, oh, and he did Hellboy 1 and 2. Okay. Just like crazy prosthetics and just like a weird world. So I'm thinking there would be a man, like the dog would be yeah. a man, like yeah. in a dog prosthetic dog costume. Man. Dog man, we call it. Like a, and, and, and he is upset that he, people call him a werewolf, but he's not. He's like, I'm just a dog man. I'm just a dog man. I'm just <laughs> That's what the movie's called. Dog Just a dog man. man. He's a dog man. <laughs> well, I should never sing again. <laughs> that's fine. You're right. I, I don't even. That's that's basically it. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. I don't actually want to see that. I really want to know what our listeners have to yeah, say. Yeah, let me know. I, I think I really I really want to see a Taika Waititi dog movie. That's the that's the one takeaway from here. Yeah, I was thinking because that was all that I kept coming back to this week when I was thinking about it was you know, Taika Waititi's a dog movie would be so good. Yeah. And like I said, Hunt for the Wilder People is almost a dog movie. I think so. And I'd love to see a movie more about dogs. Maybe like A Homeward Bound by Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah, that'd be good too. Because definitely. Because we got the voice actors for it and just he's one of the dogs. He's just like, oh, I went and I took a dump away and then <laughs> chased a squirrel for a bit. I'll come back. Is he the cat? Squirrel. Is he the cat or is he the... He, I feel like he's the middle dog, not the not the golden retriever, not the cat, but he's, he's the dog the, uh, who's just like I'm just tagging along, guys. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like it. it. And then he gets because in 2023 they have to remake Homeward Bound because it's been it's been that 20 years, that 30 or that years, 30 years. Yeah, I'm down. Homeward Bound, Taika Waititi for Homeward Bound. Tech tweet it, Taika Waititi. Yeah. Hashtag can I critique Homeward Bound 2023. Hashtag Homeward Bound 2023 question mark. Yes. Dog emoji. Let's make it a thing. I won't I won't do it until I see 20 listeners do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. And there you go. I think that about wraps it up. I, yeah. I can't those let were us, just kind of the directors I was let thinking. Let us know if you have any ideas for directors that you'd like to see that we didn't mention. I was thinking uh what's George Lucas. Who the dude who ruined uh avatar that movie the one that everybody like doesn't like M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> or uh ah what weird <laughs> twist could he put into it I know what, let's maybe that no actually the one we came up with Nolan seems okay, more Shyamalan Shyamalan because yeah you're right you're right you're right anyway yeah let us know honestly and then if you have dog news of course drop it my way what else 
Thanks. Um, throw us a bone. Yep. Throw oh, us yeah. a bone. Musical Elijah. Bar. Musical Elijah. Thanks for all the themes. I hope you listened to that part where I said I want some good interlude music to throw in when we're just messing around. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll. I'll, I'll He's like our personal music slave. Anyways, thank you. No, just kidding. Just kidding. He's our court jester. He's like a, He's the court jester of the doghouse. He's. The, he's the, <laughs> He's got like a oh he's a one man band. He's you're a saying. one man band. He's got like an accordion keyboard, yeah. but he's also got a violin around his neck he, somehow. He, he's got like a so the doghouse is a doghouse of itself, but outside of the doghouse is a mini doghouse that would leave him chained up outside. <laughs> <laughs> and when we need him, we'd pull him inside and say, "Hey, do this thing." And he's just like rabid mostly. It's like dogs in Michigan that aren't trained; they just like. <laughs> He's just like, fine, I'll do it for you. I'm sorry. And he's so good. That, he's so good though. He, he even just busts these out when he's angry. Anyways, oh, we love him. Anyways, thank you to Musical Elijah. I met him one yeah. time in person, and I, all I can say is, I bet I could be with Smash Bros. I, I bet he'd agree with you. Oh, dang it. I was mm-hmm. hoping for a challenger. He's not really a competitor. A new challenger approaches. He's definitely not a competitive gamer. See, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Oh, that was like Zelda turned into Zelda. Anyways. Yeah, and then I started going into Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Fight. Get over here. Right? Mortal Kombat. Yeah, nice. Anyways. Too much. Anyways, catch us at Canine Critique on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. It's caninecritique.com. Calm. Still hasn't changed, but you can support the show there if you'd like. Someday soon we're going to get our I Unicorn Dog shirts. Yep. I want to get them. It's going to be great. Heck, to the yes. Anyways, I think um, that's all we got to say. I'm a Flower Lower. And I'm Jake Nelson. Catch you in the doghouse next week time. Oh, crap. Uh, now it's a bit. There it goes again. Oh, Goodbye.